Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM, it all happens here. Now, we had Christy Lefteri with us on the programme previously, back in 2019, when her book, The Beekeeper of Aleppo, came out. And it has turned into an extraordinary success. More than half a million copies have been sold, and it's now been turned into a play, which will be in the Gaiety here in Dublin from the 11th to the 15th of April. And we're with Christy Lefteri now. Thank you very much for joining us again. Just remind us, please, Christy, for those who may not be familiar with the book and now the play, what the story is all about. Hi, it's great to be talking to you. And um, so the story is about a couple, Nuri and Afra, who um, live in Syria during the civil war and they've just lost their child, Sami, in that war. And they decide that it's time to leave Syria and try and get to the UK Nuri's a beekeeper and Afra's an artist and their whole lives have fallen apart and completely destroyed. And the reason they want to make it to the UK is because um, Nuri's uh, cousin and work colleague um, is, has made it to the UK. And the story follows their journey and his memories and um, it's basically about their trauma and how... Uh, whether they're able to kind of find their way back to each other again. How much of this was provoked by the experience of your own parents being refugees who came to London where you were raised? Oh, gosh, so much of it was provoked by that. I think, um, so my parents were refugees after the war in Cyprus in 1974, and my dad was a commanding officer of that war, and I was born shortly after. And I honestly feel that that war hovered above my childhood. I had a nice childhood in many ways, and my parents were amazing in so many ways, but they also had this darkness that they carried with them, and especially my dad because he'd fought in the war, and um, it was it was there, it was part of my life, and but I didn't really know how to make sense of it when I was younger. It was only years later when I had certain problems and took myself to therapy and tried to untangle all of it. And weirdly, after I wrote The Beekeeper of Aleppo, that's when my dad opened up about his experiences of the war and told me that even 14 years later, he still thinks about it on a weekly basis. So I imagine that back then he was sort of drowning in all the memories and the uh, trauma um, and, and also because I worked with refugees. So, so what got me um, work, working as a volunteer was, was that I uh, was connected to what had happened to my family and I wanted to just do something to help out. Um, and so I went to Greece and worked with refugees at a women and children's centre. But when I was there, sometimes in the back of my head, I would think, well, this is happening to these people now about one day. Uh, in the past, this was my family. So this was very much in my mind, all of it, the the experiences I had at the uh, refugee centre and also the knowledge of what my own family had been through. That was really there, present in my heart, in my mind, when I was writing The Beekeeper of Aleppo. As somebody who was raised in Britain, and we can hear clearly that from your accent, how, <laughs> yeah. how do you feel when you see the modern-day Britain seemingly so intolerant of yeah. refugees and and it's interesting given what you said of your father's experience often trying to portray people as not really fleeing fighting yeah. but actually yeah. being 
economic migrants taking advantage of yeah. a well-intentioned refugee system. Yeah, it's really, really upsetting. I mean, I, my, my, when my dad arrived in this country, he, he says, he doesn't speak much about it, but he said he had to walk through France and survive by eating fruit off the trees. And, you know, when I was interviewing people for the Beekeeper of Aleppo, I heard similar things, you know, walking across countries, uh, eating whatever they found in order to survive and to know the hardships, the loss, trauma and the loss I have to repeat because that is such a thing that people carry with them when they're trying to get from one country to another so it's not just that grueling journey it's also whoever or whatever it is that they've lost that they're carrying with them and then to make it somewhere and to not be to to know that you or to question whether you're welcomed or to feel hated even let's go that far which is also true at times, it's horrible. And it honestly, it just breaks my heart. I don't, it completely breaks my heart when I see things like that. I feel devastated by it. And your country now using the deportation of refugees to Rwanda yeah. as mm. a political tool. What do you make of politicians who follow pursuits like that? Oh, I think it's disgusting. I think it's absolutely disgusting. And, you know, I was I was reading the immigration bill and just was staring at it for a long time. I felt a bit kind of almost frozen. Uh, honestly, it really, really affected me. I, I felt it was completely disgusting and immoral and goes against human rights. Refugees have the right to claim asylum. And so what they are doing is they're taking that right away from people. It's horrible. And they're using... Uh, I think what upsets me the most is is uh, politicians using, oh, you know, we're doing this to stop people from crossing the channel. If that's true, if that's why you're doing it, then make it easier for people to get here legally. That's, you know, so <laughs> that was the thing that was really sort of going round and round in my head and making me furious, um, which obviously hasn't, nobody's done anything to make it easier for anybody to get to Britain legally. And so they're, they're they're making it impossible for people to get here illegally, almost impossible for people to get here legally. So in other words, let's, you know, it's like, it's like putting up some iron doors and locking everybody out. So what sort of reaction have you been getting in England to the beekeeper of Aleppo transferring from a novel to stage? It's a, the, the response has been phenomenal. I, I mean, I went to watch it on press night, which was in Nottingham, um, on the 6th um, of February, and I was completely blown away by what they did. The set design, the director, she was amazing, Matty Spangler and Nezrin, they did a fantastic job with the script, and I was completely blown away by it, and uh, I heard a woman behind me as soon as it finished go, Gosh, wow. And that just, you know, I just wanted to cry when I heard that because I thought, gosh, that really must have... It, there was just something in her voice and I thought, God, that really got inside her. And Christy, would that suggest to you that there's... For all the attention paid to 
the people who want to deport refugees, who want the harsh policies of the Tory government, that there are as many people in England who are committed to the idea of helping others and to multiculturalism? There is always, yes, I believe so strongly in the goodness of people, and there are so many. And um, and often, even people that have extreme ideas, sometimes when you show them something from a different perspective, those people can go, ah, you know. So I know that there are people, thousands and thousands and thousands of people in Britain that are, have the same views as I have, but I, I also have a belief that, you know, maybe if some, maybe if people that doubt maybe whether uh, whether refugees should be coming to Britain, maybe if they can go and see the play that, and maybe if it could touch them, and one person might change their mind or two or three, that would mean the world to me. You know, I, I, I just feel that if people really knew what people were going through and stopped listening to this sort of false information that's been fed to people. I, I feel, I feel I, I, I'm of the belief that uh, essentially humans are good, that sometimes we're just fed the wrong information, misinformation, and that fuels something. The beekeeper of Aleppo is coming to a conclusion at the Gaiety. It's only on for the next couple of nights, so our thanks to Christy Leftieri for being with us. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.